Grace, mercy, and peace are on yours from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is our second week looking at Paul's most famous and most beautiful eighth chapter of his letter to the Romans. We just sang part of that chapter, most beautiful piece of literature. We titled the two-week sermon series, Life in the Spirit. So we're looking at what life in the Spirit looks like. And last week, part one of living life in the Spirit, we saw is all about so looking forward. St. Paul had us so looking forward, or in his words, eagerly awaiting for the glory that will be revealed in us when Jesus returns. That glory, St. Paul, is the redemption of our physical bodies. No more arthritis. No more gray hair. No more aches or pains or suffering or death. And not only that, but St. Paul says it's the restoration of all creation from the powers of sin, the powers of death, and the devil. St. Paul says all of creation will be set free from the bondage that we are experiencing. Bondage to decay. And so we'll be set free from the possibility of extinction. Set free from the possibility of heat waves and tornadoes and earthquakes that kill. Set free from the oceans becoming so hot that they could kill. Set free from the possibility of cancer and COVID and Ebola and all disease. Set free from the possibility of death in any way. All because of Jesus Christ. All because of His life, death, and resurrection has atoned for the root problem, and that's our sin and our sinful natures. And it's made certain the coming of a new reality. A new creation will come. It will be. And we'll be a part of it. And so last week, St. Paul had us so looking forward to the glory to be revealed to us. And today, St. Paul commands us to not live according to the flesh. He actually says that at the beginning of chapter 8. But what he addresses today is one of the most detrimental ways we live according to the flesh. And that is, we live in fear. St. Paul gives us today the remedy for living in fear. The way to live in the spirit and not in the flesh of fear. You see, we, are live, we live paralyzed all the time in fear, it seems. And it's as if because of our fears, we as Christians, who are so supposed to be looking forward to glory, we in the meantime, instead of living in joyful confidence, telling people about Jesus and what he's done, and the glory that he's bringing to us and to our new creation. Instead, we sit and we wait as if we're waiting in a dentist's office. Nothing is dentist, they're good, we need our teeth clean. But sitting in the waiting room of a dentist's office can be quite dismal. You sit there waiting to get your teeth clean, and everybody's got their head down on their iPhones, probably playing a video game or scrolling social media, waiting to get your teeth cleaned. That's what we as Christians live like often. And that's not what God has called us to live like. God has plans for us now. And those plans have little or nothing to do with acting like people sitting around in a waiting room waiting to get our teeth clean. Jesus has clearly communicated to us He wants us to actually get out into the mess of the world and do what He's called us to do. Be in the world, but not of the world. St. Paul says in a different letter, he writes, and as Jesus commands, he didn't say, go sit and wait and scroll 
He says, go and make. Make what? Make disciples. Where? Of all nations, of all people. How? By baptizing and teaching in his name. And so every minute matters. Every person matters. All nations matter to Jesus. In fact, all creation matters to Jesus, as we've been seeing in this chapter 8 of Romans. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to get out there. It's hard. We acknowledged that last week. The world is such a mess, and people in general are less friendly, and we've become a mess. And you may have endured a lot, especially in the past three years of your life. Your health, your relationships, your work, your school, your plans for this life may have been turned upside down. You've been beaten up or beaten down, maybe physically, perhaps emotionally. You already feel alone and lonely. So why risk whatever you have left that you cling to? It's easier to just hide away in isolation. It's easier to sit in the air conditioning of the waiting room and just scroll social media. Because if I put myself out there, what if more bad things will happen? There's a new Imagine Dragon song. It's a rock group. They have some interesting, pithy lyrics, I think. And their song, Lonely, sings from their own, own perspective of dealing with this lonely, anxious feeling. They write, some nights I get a little lonely. It's even when there's people all around me. Sometimes I get a little anxious because these pills don't work the way that doctor played it. I'm starting to spin needles and pins right on the brim, hand on a limb, taking it in, just sleep it away. Life in a day, in a day in a life. Mixing it up, checking it twice, trying to just breathe, starting to seize. Then lights, camera, action, and scene. That's a story of my life. Maybe you feel like that. Or maybe you're doing okay. Maybe you're surviving and even thriving in spite of the pandemic. And yet, it's harder than ever, perhaps, for you to get out there into the mess and to share your faith in Jesus and to confess who Jesus is amongst people. We do live in an ever-growing non-religious secularized, atheistic culture. We live in a world where people may not just make fun of you for following Jesus. They may fire you from your job. They may ostracize you from your friends at school or even your family may ostracize you. You may be kept out of a club. What if bad things happen to me if I put myself into the mess and I actually do what Jesus says and I follow him? I may lose all of my success. Can't I just sit in the waiting room with my head down and scrolling social media where it's air-conditioned? And so we live in fear. Fear from what has already happened to us or fear from perhaps what could happen to us. And it's safer to just sit in the waiting room of a dentist's office where there is air-conditioning and I can just keep my head down. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just mind my own business and play it safe. But this is how a person lives who lives in the flesh. A person who lives in the fear of the world and the messes of the world more than in the love and the trust of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, who is our Savior, who took on the shame and the scorn of the cross for us. 
The first commandment reminds us to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And when you fear, love, and trust in God through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior, you don't fear anything. When we decide to isolate from the world in order to play it safe, in order to not have to deal with more mess because we're afraid of what could happen, we're actually breaking God's first commandment of fearing other things more than loving and trusting in Him. And so this week, St. Paul has good news for you and me who live in fear. Good news that has power to get us out there into the world as Jesus would have us go. And to start helping and serving and praying for and telling others all about who Jesus is and what He's done and what He's going to do. Bringing His glory to all of creation. St. Paul has good news from the Spirit who causes us to live in the Spirit. If you want to learn more about that, come to Bible class in between services. The Spirit causes us to live by Him in the Spirit and not by the flesh. Paul has a powerful message. In fact, St. Paul calls the good news of Jesus Christ power back in the first chapter of Romans. The Greek word he uses is dynamite. It's dynamite. The gospel is dynamite. And the gospel can blow away all fear. Not only is St. Paul not afraid to share the good news of Jesus Christ in a world where he is greatly persecuted and where the Romans themselves are being greatly persecuted for their faith, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the dynamite for those who are being saved. And you, like Paul and the Romans he was writing to, are being saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. So here's your dynamite. Three good news points. Awesome points for you today. To live your week by. To live your month by. Your year by. And the rest of your life until Jesus comes and reveals the fullness of his glory to you. To live by these words. Dynamite point number one. All things. All things. Even the messes. God's working for your good. We ended our sermon last week with that, but we're starting the three diamond points today with it here. All things work for your good for you who love God and have been called according to His purpose. And you love God and you've been called according to His purpose. You've been baptized. You've been called. You're sitting here today hearing His calling. You will come soon and eat and drink from the very body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How much more called can you get? And so the promise for you is that all things work for your good according to God's plan. And that's a great plan because He's God. The good news is, is this is all things don't work according to what you want them to because you and I have sinful flesh. And we do mess things up. And even when we mess things up, God in all His glory, in all His perfection and love, and power is working things for your good. That's dynamite point number one. And that's a great point. And that moves us to the second point. If God's doing that, God is for you. And if God's for you, nothing can stand against you. Nothing. Nothing can stand against you if God is for you. And God is for you. But He's not for you so you can go and make a mess of your life. And that's the great second point. A lot of times... We want God to be for us when we're doing things we shouldn't be doing. I was telling somebody this story this last week. When I was in, I think it was fifth grade, my mom was working at the hospital at night. My dad was doing Saturday night service. 
My sister was babysitting. I was in fifth grade. I was old enough to, to know what was right and wrong. My mom had bought a big bag of those cheese puffs. And I liked them at the time, so much so that I ate a whole bag. And you can guess what happened. I've never had a cheese puff since. My parents wouldn't let me have a whole bag of cheese puffs. I went and did it anyways. God is much greater and much stronger and much more into our lives than just a bag of cheese puffs. And he sees what we do all the time. And God isn't for when we do dumb things or messy things or hurtful things to other people or to ourselves. But in the meantime, God is working for us. Good. All the time. And that's a beautiful promise to hold on to. And so if God's working all things for good, and if God is for us and nothing can stand against us, then the last point is true too. It's a beautiful exclamation point on Paul's eighth chapter and on the sermon. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Neither height nor depth, nor angels, nor demons, nor rulers, nothing can separate you. In fact, i got to go back to the last point. If God is for us, who can, sep- uh, who can be against us? His point in that is, He who did not spare His Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not graciously give us all things? And therefore, nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you. don't have to wonder, is God for me? You don't have to wonder, is this situation going to work out for good? You don't have to wor- wonder, what's going to take me down next? And so you don't have to live in fear. You know, without a doubt, because the Spirit tells you through St. Paul, God tells you, all things are working for your good. God is working all things for your good. God is for you in the most um, unimaginable way for your good. And nothing can separate you from his love in Jesus Christ. And right now, you are in the love of Jesus Christ, sitting here, hearing his word, remembering your baptism, and about to eat his body and blood for your forgiveness. So, so, we do get to go out into the mess and not be afraid and not live in fear and not live by the flesh, but live by the Spirit which is in you, which is speaking to you, and which compels you to go and share all this good news with the world. In Jesus' name, amen.